Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast, episode 321, just in case you weren't sure, because I forgot to mention it last week. Um, I am your host, Jordan Bjorty, and joining us today is a, a sort of intimate, we're keeping it in the family today. We have the excellent editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry. Hello, Jordan. I'm happy to be here. Ah, it's, been a, it's been a hot minute since you've been here. I know, I've been like in meetings and stuff. You left me with those with those animals, Clement and Alex. Being on Earth. True story. <laughs> Ugh. I, now that they're not here, I could I could speak my open thoughts about them. Your and, true and, thoughts, oh. your deep, deep <laughs> inner thoughts. <laughs> nah, they're great. I don't want them to listen to this and then get all upset. <laughs> they are going to and, now. Oh, I hope I hope not. Listen, guys, I love you. You're great. Um, and if joining us from you know thematically in october rising from the dead (laughs) (laughs) shaquille lambert is with us hey hi it's been how many years has i been back here like the only thing i remember from last time i like i was around here was we kept joking about me almost causing an international incident (laughs) just by like poor phrasing i mean that is (laughs) Pretty on brand for you, Shaq. Yes, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm 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 genuinely trying to remember like what was like the la the la I think like the last thing I can remember I think us doing. Maybe we we might we probably would have done a podcast. Yeah. But I I I the last thing I remember, I think it was the E3 2017 like video yeah, roundup dude. that we did. Yeah. Oh my god. That, yeah. That is how long it's been. <laughs> I think we also. I, you know. I think we did a. Was it? It was either you or me or you or, or me or Cody. We did. I think we did a VR thing. Like a like a let like we made a video where we we're talking about a let, uh, VR we, game. We did, and you know, what? and it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just watching that recently, just to like grab some like like editing things for videos. Yeah. We did Adventure Time. That's uh, it. That's the one. Games. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's been a little while. Yeah, it's good to be back and talking to you guys. Honestly, yeah, no, it feels good. <clears throat> well, speaking of which, let's uh, let's jump right into it. So the first uh, big story of the week. We had uh, two of the hosts from Rooster Teeth, uh, from Achievement Hunter, uh, Adam Kovic, uh, Adam Kovic, sorry, and Ryan Haywood were uh, dismissed from Rooster Teeth amid um, some uh, some scandalous, sexually explicit photos yeah. that were circulating. <laughs> this one hurts. Personally speaking, this one hurts because mm. yeah, you know what. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge achievement hunter guy. Um, I was like, especially when it comes to Rooster Teeth stuff, like I was into Red versus Blue for a while, yeah, and then I kind of, I, I kind of fell off of it. Um, mm-hmm. so like you know, I, I know that they're like really big in the industry, and I respect them for that. But mm-hmm. you know, this just feels I like to me like more of the same. You know what I mean? This is like the past couple of years now. We've been finding out a lot of like big names in the like sort of like video game media industry like youtubers yeah have been sort of like conducting this this you know bad business that's what you want to like, call it for many years predatory behavior is basically the word mm-hmm. for it um yeah <laughs> yeah uh, wasn't the pro jared also got 
kind of caught this mm-hmm. sort of thing, right? Pritchard, I don't think, it, yeah, his was, yeah, that did come about. At first I was like, yeah. oh wait, he just cheated on his wife. But I'm like, that, isn't that weird that like just cheating on a yeah. spouse is one thing? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the mild part. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, asking the, younger streamers for or younger uh, fans for images and all that sort of stuff but then again it seems like mm-hmm. that seems like what all these youtubers and uh celebrities seem to like doing and kind of gross well, don't do that. the thing the thing is with the, how i see it is that like with this type of stuff that happens mm-hmm. it's because they get a lot of fan worship people going constantly like oh i love you you're great uh right. adore you and all that stuff and they take advantage of that power and yeah, absolutely because yeah now nowadays now that we're seeing more of an actual like consequences of this like going to those people for the most part um this is yeah this is a matter of time that it was going to happen um i'm Mm. shocked that it happened especially with achievement hunter because like full disclosure i was a super fan of achievement hunter for like a (laughs) good five plus years i want to say um and ryan seemed like the least likely person to do it because he was like known as like the family man amongst like the group of guys and so Mm -hmm. this happening it was just like this was just gross and especially like Mm. seeing like how the rest of the like the other members feel about it they're just as grossed out about it as i mean that's a good thing yeah, no, no, that, no, that's good that they are because like hiding it or whatever. Mm, like I just watched a stream just yesterday where uh, Jack and Michael, like two of the, like the bigger names, they're they were literally in tears because it's just like we sat across from the like literally verbatim they said we sat across from this monster and we didn't even know this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be clearing. I know Rooster Teeth announced that they're going to be clearing a uh, a bunch of his content, especially uh, like the stuff that's mainly focused on him. Uh, yeah. I know he was a villain in the new Red versus Blue season, so they have to recast and revoice him. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Like, it's one thing that it's like a major figure in Rooster Teeth, as much as it's just like mm. Achievement Hunter is a huge brand within Rooster Teeth, and he's one yeah. of like the biggest faces. So they got to do a lot of changes. Well, I th- I think it's interesting and like, you know, it's something I I, I feel like I've been noticing with uh, a lot of these like these stories and these and these um scandals that like, you know, it's it's interesting that you say like, you know, he was like the the face like the family man kind of thing. And I think that that like it's kind of the the like the pattern that you're seeing that that happens with with a lot of these like with YouTubers in particular because mm-hmm. like YouTubers aren't necessarily like actors or mm-hmm. um I, you know, they're not mainstream I, I, celebrities. I want to, I, I, I want to preface this by just by saying, like, not initially. Like, I don't want to, you know, throw shade on the hard work that a lot of YouTubers do. Um, but it's just like, yeah, like, you know, most most YouTubers, like, they kind of just start out, like, you know, they're making a channel, they're kind of doing it for fun, and then it, it, you know, if it blows up into something huge, it becomes this whole big responsibility now that they have to take on. And a lot of the times, these people aren't necessarily ready for that so yeah like you know like like with the pro jared story like uh even like what happened with um the uh the smash bros house that you know the the, the stories that were going yeah. on with that like a lot of time a lot of the times these are just like normal guys who suddenly ac- acu- accumulate this like huge following crazy fan base and you know particularly when it comes to like you know 
uh, I, I even like I guess like romantic implications of certain of certain fans. Like it's very easy to start taking advantage of that. You know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. realistically, these people haven't necessarily had like the training to understand like what goes behind having this kind of fan okay. base. And, and I'm, how I'm going to stop you there, Jordan. Respectful. I'm mm-hmm. going to stop. Uh, I mean, they have like general human decency, and that I well, feel at this point. <laughs> At this point, this is not just like they aren't media trained. This is they're being objectively gross. Yes. Yeah. So, no, yeah. You know, you're 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 right, Brendan. But I think like like I guess what I'm trying to say is like it, you know there there there's I guess there's a line between you know obviously like ha- being a a decent human being and mm-hmm. then suddenly like being looked upon as this you're this like godly figure and what that can do to a person, right? Like right. it 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 it, it definitely like it corrupts that decency, is what yep. I'm saying. I get you. I understand. Okay, I get you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I meant. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. But wasn't coming across. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. So, I understand what you're saying. It's just like they might they might have always been kind of dumb, but this kind of brought that to the spotlight faster than if they just you know yeah in their own or general life. Easier, it's easier to tip them over the 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 edge of that point, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to in your av- average everyday life to really kind of have access to that kind of fan base but when you're being put mm-hmm. into um a situation where you do have that power that kind of behavior is a lot easier to kind of spot yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so you know that uh i mean that that sucks and it sucks more i guess for the uh for the victims who significantly more for them yes yeah yeah <laughs> you know there's new stuff coming out like every day and you're just like oh god how long has this okay. been going yeah. so yeah. for people that don't like i have the general cost of what happened can, can you just give me like a quick rundown of why it's what is exactly happening here okay so from what i understand um in the case of like Your ryan friend? ryan haywood okay. is that he was like snapchat like he was like snapchatting and dming uh like fans and okay. like they would they would get way more explicit normally he'd be the one to initiate it um oh, okay we talking like of age or underage some of some under i mean if there's one under it's bad it's like, exactly yeah. that's what i mean <laughs> it's already yeah so yeah uh, so yeah there was the first one i think that came out was like she was 17 oh that's yeah, that's that's gross yeah, yeah i don't like that i don't yeah. like that at all mm-hmm. and then i, I think with with adam kovic is that a bunch of like pictures had leaked and like someone had essentially he got catfished and a lot of like private stuff that he was doing was exposed like he was cheating on his wife and i think his was not as much fans but just like a lot of just weird creepy stuff that he was doing oh okay that's that's but just not on the level of ryan (laughs) oh okay yeah so only slightly horrible yes just slightly less (laughs) harrowing (laughs) oh well, hopefully, uh, I mean, That's... hopefully that they face some some form of repercussion that isn't just oh they lost their jobs, but maybe they you know they'll bounce back mm-hmm. you know in a in another place no, quietly. I'm, I'm right. pretty sure they're done. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, good. I mean, it's hard to come back from underage sexting. That is, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> pro Jared certainly did. I mean, did he? Is he? Did he? He's not. He, <laughs> dude, he's still he's still doing stuff on. He's still active on YouTube, and he still has a loyal fan base. He doesn't base have thing. the near the fan base he did. No, I'm sure. I think, but I I can't remember if I was looking at um like when the story was coming out. Like, 
he it, it's sort of this it was sort of the same thing like when uh um what was it like the logan paul like suicide oh, yeah. force yeah. thing yeah, like, yeah. like he lost yeah he lost i think maybe like a couple of like million subscribers but like he's still like doing fine oh know? yeah like, he's, he's got he a, bounced back like he's nothing. got a strong enough uh fan base and it's just like you know it, because it, like again he he did his he did the, the, the you know the typical like youtube thing where like he, you know he got on and you know he made his apology and he said it wasn't necessarily true and this is my side of the story i'm looking i'm and... looking at his social blade now he is uh it's, he's down but he's not horrible he's just sitting at about yeah he, like he's like not great he's lost subs but he's like sitting at like i don't know uh like he's at he's at a, 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 a um 891,000 on yeah. YouTube. I think it was over a million and before, though. Or something yeah. Like that. Oh, uh, yeah. You know. So he's still, he's like, you know, yeah. Down. He's definitely but, done but down. He's, but he's, he's doing fine enough to get oh, yeah, to be, he's... like, C-list YouTube. Oh, yeah. He, oh, <laughs> I mean, they describe him on, on um, Social Blade as a B-tier. So there you go. Yeah. What I think what was, the, the like, the you know, go, kind of going back to uh, what, <clears> like, Shaq said earlier, like, how, like, it it's sort of, like, um this like personal thing that a lot of the uh, the other people were like i don't understand how this is happening it's so it's so heartbreaking you know in relation to uh to pro jared to like go back to like old uh game grumps videos oh, he was cheating on he was cheating on uh ross's yeah, wife, yeah. Like, right? <laughs> all right so to hear like ross in these old videos be like oh i love jared so much he's such a great guy and everything like while this stuff was going on behind his oh, yeah. back, you're just like, like and then ooh. <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of it's kind of such a such a dick move um like because i know i know after that whole thing happened right like like aaron and 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 whoever like they scrubbed all the pro jared videos that they did on yeah. the, the grumps dude, channel dude. like but pro jared re-uploaded a bunch of those videos oh, no. on his own channel like videos he was doing like with ross like on his own channel it's such a like and, and i mean like recently like a year ago just to add on to that just to like kind of bring it back to like what we were talking about the, the like uh on the rooster subreddit i saw that someone brought up an old clip of their podcast off topic and they're talking about oh ryan he always says an extra day after conventions and they're all like he, his excuse was like oh i just need to sleep because like he's tired of his kids and all this stuff and everyone looking back on the comment like if you look at the comment section now people are just like really ryan an extra day <laughs> really <laughs> to sleep wink wink <laughs> oh weird let's oh, just say weird oh, uh, yeah it's it's yeah. bad but all right well <laughs> oh my God. you know the, i guess this is the perfect time for us <laughs> for a segue yeah. um is it okay <laughs> i don't know if there's a graceful way to segue out of this the ps5 uh ui looks pretty neat <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty neat. You know, it it kind of made me feel, like I felt like personally attacked while I was watching it because they kept talking about how much it was optimized for 4K TVs, and I was like, I get it. I don't have one. <laughs> Jesus, I'm, I'm going on Best Buy to try and see like prices. I'm like, fine, if I'm gonna get one, I'm gonna oh see all the things and your stupid particle effects <laughs> so much but particle no, effects 
oh my god i know as soon as i saw that i was like okay i get it it's 4k mm-hmm. um but you know what i i kind of like what they're doing um mm-hmm. like the way they're sort of streamlining the like the you know the like the the gamer experience with like a sort of a functional uh ui um and that's what i mean like it, it's just it's neat i don't i i don't know to what degree i'll use a lot of the stuff that they're like mm-hmm. you know promoting there like the like the like the like the achievement hunter stuff Oof. <laughs> Sorry. You can't even say that term no more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been banned. Um, but like you know, and like the way it's it's sort of integrated like with the uh, the games itself, where you can kind of like, oh, you know, you you know, you didn't complete this mission, you know, jump back right back into it, and it'll, it'll take you right back there. Um, but you know, the, and the thing I wondered right away too was just like how how much like of of games will properly integrate this stuff because this seems to me like the kind of stuff that like you know it it almost feels like a very nintendo thing to do like they're doing things that like only you know will only really truly be integrated in like you know proper sony like first party stuff like yeah like you know so they're doing it with sackboy but it's just like you know is the next i don't know like third party title gonna really like properly integrate all this technology or is it just gonna be like you know the people who really want to work with stuff let's the same way like with you know like the the hd rumble and the joy cons right you never mm-hmm. really see it used outside of like first party nintendo games because nobody really has thoughts about how to use it but like you know when nintendo does use it it's like really interesting and like and and adds to the experience mm-hmm. but it's just like they're the only ones doing it so that that was my question anyway uh <laughs> yeah i mean you pretty much kind of summed it all up the best uh like I, mm-hmm. I i could see maybe like nba 2k maybe using it for like some people who are like that into it but like i can't really yeah. see how much like third like regular third party games like say like devil may cry gets another game i don't see them using it i don't see like resident evil village using it really mm-hmm. um well and yeah and that and that's a shame because you can see how like how it would work well in a in like a in a devil may cry game you know what i mean it's like oh you know you missed a you missed a like a, a combo bonus back in this level jump back to that one right like level structured games that'd be uh, that'd be so cool with, right yeah but like if you're gonna go with, uh, especially with how how so many games nowadays with these big open world experiences it's just like how are you gonna Unless it just automatically fast travels you to like the quest that you missed, mm-hmm. which I guess is convenient, but it's just like you could probably do that within the game itself. So you know why you need to open up a sub menu and do it more conveniently is, mm-hmm. I mean, up for debate. <laughs> as someone who constantly is like hunting for trophies and achievements and stuff, it's a pre- like I appreciate it personally. <laughs> I like- I like too how they kind of de-emphasized the trophies thing. Like I don't know if it, if if it's still going to be there, but like they didn't call them trophies; they called them activities. Which is that's mm. stupid. <laughs> These are fun things. This is a, this isn't competitive, guys. We're all having fun. Nah. Maybe, but maybe that's the, maybe that's the point. Maybe they're trying to de-emphasize those like you know indie hacks who are just like, hey, we could we made a game that you could just unlock all trophy and get a platinum trophy in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he emphasized the whole trophy economy. Yeah. I mean like the thing is why would they de-emphasize it if it didn't like it doesn't mean anything. Like it like you don't it does redeem it. points. Like I mean like I love doing it, but like mm. I know in the long run it literally means nothing. It's just numbers or points or a checklist. Yeah. 
but that's but that's the thing right like they're you know obviously like you know there's guys like you and me who don't really care like yeah maybe going for some achievements is fun i'm not a big like i'm not a big uh chivo guy anymore i used to be yeah um but i'm really not anymore um and even even, even like back on the xbox 360s there's only like a handful of games that i really went for um mm-hmm. like a hundred percent achievement just because i loved the game so much i just didn't want to stop playing it so i just kept i was like contriving reasons to keep to stay in it um right. but like you know it is it is sort of a thing where like yeah like it's you know it, it's it's kind of like it's almost kind of like the way um people people who sort of like argue against loot boxes will say like oh well it doesn't affect me so i don't see the problem right like yeah obviously not not in such an extreme way but it's like you do have those guys who are really into it to the point where it's just like it's like it, it consumes a part of their you know like their their day and and you know and their mind space to be like i gotta get these i want to have all these i want to be able to say i have 15 platinum trophies or whatever and you can see where like you know these guys will come in like and that's why you had those those stupid games on on the playstation network where it's just like play this game for an hour and you'll unlock a platinum trophy it's just like oh five bucks for a platinum trophy i can't pass turn that down like just so that you know just because like yeah like it's just it really like it, it really is that weird like and i can't i can't begin to explain it like this weird psychological thing where like mm-hmm. people are just really <laughs> really tied to it you have no idea the amount of garbage i've played <laughs> just to get that thousand gamer score <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the eternal struggle we will never know yeah <laughs> yeah i see that i think that's probably a good reason why i don't trophy hunt because you know it keeps me from playing the garbage <laughs> i mean like it usually is just like low risk and uh because like my library at, near my house they get new games all the time so they'll get like tr- some good triple a titles or they'll get some like monster jam or nickelodeon racing garbage and i'll be like you know what i it's not costing me anything so i might as well just play and see how many achievements i can get from this before i get too bored first of all how dare you talk trash about Nickelodeon's cart racing? Okay? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> they got the sequel coming out, and Invader Zim is going to be in it, dude. It's already like I've already put a res- reservation for it. <laughs> <laughs> you went to you went to Agnes at your local library, Agnes. Yeah. When this game comes in, you, you call me <laughs> right away. <laughs> I don't care what time it is. You call me. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh god oh well oh you know what yeah but you know i guess to, to close it off i i i like the way it looks even like the main when they, you know when they actually yeah. got into the main like menu like it's very it is very it's very colorful it's very uh dynamic um and and you know and again too right i think like hopefully this this puts a kibosh on that stupid like avalanche of you know premium themes you can get where it's just like every game if you just sort of like scroll over it it changes the background to its own like dynamic theme that reflects the game like that's mm-hmm. cool i hope that stays consistent because yeah like that's another cottage economy that drives me nuts about the uh the playstation network yeah um but yeah i'm excited i you know i can't wait till november and i hopefully i can go to a store and just buy one of these things mm-hmm. i think it's like that's not going to be happening <laughs> uh, you know what i thought the same thing about the switch brendan and, and nope, they won. Got i got it All i right. got it they, were, they had them on the shelves oh. i mean i went at like 10 o'clock in the morning i don't think anyone else had actually gone to the store at that time but that's that's mm-hmm. more like it yeah they that gotta have it. at least at least two 
They got to. Maybe, I, I I Maybe three. I can't. I can't imagine a world where I couldn't go to a store on November 10th and not find at least three on a shelf. Hmm. It's just yeah, crazy to me. All right, well, moving on. Um, oh, yeah, the uh, is, I guess uh, Coming to America. Is oh, yeah. Oh, right. I put a, I put a bunch of movie news that I was going to talk about. I know, this is what okay, you cool. want to talk about. I, 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 there's only one movie thing that I know about. And we will talk about that in half a second. Okay. So if we're going to tie this over into movie news, I should probably just get, get that started. Um, yeah. So first thing is that coming to America, like the sequel to like the Eddie Murphy classic, yeah, arguably, yeah. I think it's his best movie. Um, what it's, up? Co- yeah. it's coming out. Uh, yeah. Par- sorry. It's coming out in December, like this December. And Amazon bought the rights to it. So it's going to be coming out uh, on Amazon on December 18th which is crazy considering Paramount, this is like their big, like, this is going to be one of their big hitters, but obviously because theaters are opening, uh, mm-hmm. the best thing to do with they're just like, okay, Amazon streaming is big, might as well just sell it to them. And so I'm still hesitant in looking for, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm super hesitant because decades long sequels to comedies is a mm-hmm. risky ass endeavor that has pretty much almost never worked out well. This is crazy because I I I had no idea this was in the works. Like, then Eddie Murphy is attached to it, dude. Every like, literally, almost everyone from the first movie is coming back, except for like Eric LaSalle. And I think it's just because he oh was busy God. doing everything. But yeah, so mm-hmm. like, he's back. Arsenio's yeah. back. Everyone's back. Well, the movie's done. Then it's been made. The movie's completed. Wow. Like the fact that we just like so little been seen about it. Like usually we, things are yeah, literally there hasn't really been anything shown. I know the plot is that uh, if uh, like Prince Akeem finds out the he has a long lost son in America, so he goes mm-hmm. over to America to go like find him and say, yeah, you're the new heir to the throne. Right, um, right. There's a yeah, there's a bunch of uh, uh, new people. So like Wesley Snipes is in it, Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan. Um, but yeah, I, like I'm excited for how it's gonna be because also the director is Craig Brewer, who also right. directed uh, Eddie Murphy and Dolomite is my name, which is hilarious. Oh, that was an amazing, the movie. best thing Eddie's done in decades. Um, oh my, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, so the next thing up on the on the docket is that the first trailer for the Monster Hunter movie is coming out. Paul W S Anderson's monster hunter flick which oh buddy yeah i mean i don't don't know about you but i'm so excited that they (laughs) went full transformers on this one (laughs) so for yeah so the plot is essentially uh mila jovovich is like the lead of like this elite military team who go into this portal and end up in the world of monster hunter and from the looks of it they try to use their guns on these giant like 50 foot tall creatures and does Absolutely nothing. nothing. So they enlist the help of like an actual monster hunter played by Tony Jaw. Um, yeah, I mean it's a Paul W. Sanderson movie. It is it, like it gets the aesthetics of the game right, but like I'm not gonna care because it's probably you know, not yeah, gonna be good. Because like, like you know what, like I, I'm willing to go to bat for some of the Resident Evil movies. Like I mean, sure. they're not great, but. They're like dumb. 
You know what? I will I will staunchly defend the second one. The second one was no, no. I no, hate no. it. The yeah. only one I'll go to bat for is the third one, uh, Extinction. No, that sucked, sucked. <laughs> Apocalypse was so bad, dude. Like the only credit I'll give it is that it blatantly. That was the first time I ever blatantly noticed Toronto playing another city. <laughs> That's what? true. It was it was dumb. It wasn't like it wasn't you know. It's not obviously it's not like high caliber filmmaking, but you know like for for a movie based on a video game, and it mm-hmm. was the sequel to a, a the first Resident Evil game. Like it got everything it needed to get right. It was in Raccoon City. There were zombies, nemesis, like actual characters from the game showed up. Like Toronto it was, was there. It was Toronto was there. It was so no, it was boring. Like dumb. It was dumb fun. Like. They, you know, they go places, they shoot zombies, they fight the nemesis, you know, jobs are good. And like, that's, that's all you want. And then like, as you know, as, as the films went on, they kind of start, kept getting a little bit more wacky. You know, they introduced Wesker and things went, you know, balls to the wall. So like, I'm, I'm willing to give this the benefit of the doubt and say that maybe it'll be like fun, dumb. Mm-hmm. Like I, it won't be the like. That's the best you could hope for. <laughs> Um, but well, yeah, like, but I can like, tell you right now that, like, looking online, fans are mad as oh, hell. No one's happy about this. <laughs> no, because you know when you, and especially especially after they released like the first the first like image of the movie, and it it showed like Mila Jovovich like in you know like Monster Hunter armor, holding this like giant like bone great sword. Mm-hmm. It's just like okay, like if this is nothing else at least it might be authentic like yeah. you know i don't know how you make a movie at a monster hunter but like <laughs> that's my thing it's like this doesn't really seem like a good place to really have like a store a narrative based mm-hmm. thing that's and that's just my no. problem with video game movies in general is that you're trying to make a thing that's not really like the, the games that they adapt either are so story heavy in themselves be- but because they have time to do it like a tv show or they're just not mm-hmm. narrative focused at all and so it's no. like y'all trying to adapt it into this other format that it doesn't suit it. But you know what? I think I think at the very least, like in certain in certain terms, um, like just leaning into that uh can 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 work in its favor. Like if you wanted to make Monster Hunter into a movie, fine. But mm-hmm. don't like like yeah, like don't ground it in like gritty realism. Just make a like Godzilla King of the Monsters movie, have people fight a bunch of monsters, make it cool, and then call it a day. Like pe- at the end of the day, people aren't they're not going to to find out like, you know, oh, are the Rathalos babies really gonna make it back to their mom? It's like, no, they just want to see pe- the spectacle of people killing giant monsters and it, you know, with with real people and pretty good effects. Like Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh just to say that this is coming out in theaters like it's going out in december like this december and i think it's this movie's gonna make he's like this movie's gonna make a killing internationally like off oh, yeah i just here i just wonder whatever <laughs> i just wonder like i you know uh, uh it'd make me laugh to 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 hear so and this is gonna sound really bad to say but the one person who got covid is like how did you get it oh i went to see monster hunter (laughs) (laughs) it's like really that's what did it for you yeah (laughs) poor bastard (laughs) jeez okay moving on the next uh quick next story but um ewan mcgregor confirmed that the obi-wan disney plus show is gonna start shooting in march Okay, that's cool. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to it. The probably the best part of the prequels is him. 
Um, yeah, that's a given. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, Adam McKay, who his weird career shift from like Will Ferrell comedy to like Oscar nominated like political pictures is just weird. <laughs> but his next movie, which is going to be for Netflix, Don't Look Up, has added a ridiculous cast to it. So originally, they're already Jennifer Lawrence is already confirmed as like one of the leads. But they just added Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, Timothy Chalamet, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, and Matthew Perry, among other like, among other stars that are already being added to this. But yeah, this is insane. <laughs> you know, what? it's like it's almost like it's like a weird thing that's been happening uh, in in like recent years. Because I look I look at another Adam, right, mm-hmm. Sandler, and you know he's he's cut like you know he he's been in the he's been in the in the uh the quiet place or the uh what was it what was the one from from get out oh the sunken, the sunken place, place. <laughs> he, he was he's been in the sunken place for quite a while um especially with those netflix movies and then oh, he comes yeah. out of nowhere with um with uncut gems dude and was everyone's weird. like everyone's like why wasn't this man nominated for an oscar like i yelled that and i got weirdly viral on twitter for it and i was i hated it (laughs) (laughs) no like really no, no, no. I mean, no, I love the movie. I just hated that I got viral oh, off the tweet. Oh, you hated the virality. Yeah. <laughs> when it's just like a bunch, when you get like hundreds of notifications of people going like, yeah, you're right. Or no, that movie sucked. I was like, I don't need this. I don't want this. Um, but <laughs> just oh my God. The, but the, the don't look up will follow two low-level astron- astronomers who go on this whole media tour because they found out an asteroid is going to Earth. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see how this massive cast plays into that. Um, they haven't announced a release date yet, but uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that because streaming now is just ensemble casts, which is I I got it. It's every every cast member is a different asteroid, and they all have like, personality, <laughs> and it's gonna be this big metaphoric experience. Jesus. Um, <laughs> but uh, another quick story I wanted to bring up. Uh, there's this crazy ass movie that's being made about. Uh, the creation of the Chippendales, like the famous male strip club, which apparently has a lot more crime in it than I thought, like murders involved. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and so the ne- this new movie is getting directed by Craig Gillespie, who did I, Tanya, which is amazing. That's by a great the way. movie. Um, yeah. And Dev Patel is starring as like the entrepreneur who moves from India to America to chase the American dream, who ends up being a co-founder of Chippendales. And his partners are are the victims and perpetrators of just all this crazy stuff that goes on. And I so Magic Mike was the like unofficial Chippendales origin story. No, that's, no, just, that's... that's just Channing Tatum's story. No. <laughs> <laughs> Channing Tatum. Like the life of sexy. Like honestly. <laughs> and yeah, Craig Gillespie, like with I Tanya being a similar kind of deal of just like the American dream gone horribly wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm about this. Like, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, it, it, hopefully, and if it, if it takes a sort of similar like w- approach that like I Tanya did, where it was kind of like it was almost like it was kind of a drama or like a almost like a, a dark like dramedy, if you want to call it that. But it had that kind of like um like the big short like semi uh, um like documentary kind of like vibe to it. I think it could be a like for like, yeah, it could be a really interesting movie. Well, I agree. You kind of forget Chippendales is a thing. I mean, I no, you don't. I don't think anyone forgets that. Well, I mean, 
What's the last time you thought about Chippendales, Brendan? I mean, if someone said Chippendales, I'm like, I know what that and, is. I would never forget Ch- Ch- that. Chippendale. I mean, that's also a thing. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like, at least in in the U.S., it's like like Chippendale, Chippendales. I'm gonna start saying Chippendale, and I'm gonna be talking about Rescue Rangers. I mean, um, I feel okay. like Chippendales got kind of like hidden under the shadow of hooters and now that's sort of like going away so like who knows i mean okay <laughs> oh oh wait a sec all right we're we are back we had a little bit of a technical snafu with our esteemed colleague Shaquille Lambert. Yeah, my computer um, decided to update itself in the middle of recording, and you know, then I cancel that re- update. I feel like I, I I should blame you in some capacity. You had something to do with that. I, bro, th- of course this happens of all times when <laughs> you know what? No, 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 no. I hate this stupid computer. <laughs> it, like, it's literally no one to blame but this stupid computer. Um, but What kind just, of computer is it? It's I'm borrowing a Windows 7 laptop right now. Oh god. Dude, yeah, this thing is terrible cuz my MacBook is out of commission and so I need to get a new one still. Mm. Um So yeah, this, this wouldn't happen on my MacBook. <laughs> but uh anyway, yeah. uh just to like <laughs> end the, just end the, the movie news really quickly cuz there's two more things I need to bring up. Uh well cool. Um the first thing is uh there was this film called Mosul that was produced by the Russo brothers that played at TIFF in 20... It was last year, so 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it, Brendan, I'm pretty sure you saw it as well. I think so, yeah. I, mean, I, think I don't remember. It's one of those things I don't remember very much, though. So. Um, but it was essentially, the way I saw it was that it's sort of like an Iraq version of Black Hawk Down, where it's like a, uh, an Iraqi like unit essentially fighting ISIS on the streets of Mosul. And I thought it was a really cool action movie that I didn't really think like it, it kind of vanished from like thin air after like the it had its festival run yeah, yeah. but uh netflix just announced that it's picking it up and it's playing uh they're going to be releasing it in november um yeah it's a, it's a really solid action flick that i'd suggest checking out when once it comes out um oh very cool yeah and so the last bit of movie news i wanted to bring up which is like th- probably the biggest one for probably a number of us in here um that they are going forward with the furiosa spinoff uh anya taylor joy is going to be starring in the role it's going to be a prequel um also cast is chris hemsworth and yaya abdul mateen ii who has been killing it recently with like watchmen uh he's going to be in Candyman once that comes out um he's going to be in the matrix four like dude is getting everything right now he just got (laughs) a he also got an emmy for uh for watchmen too oh really yeah wow yeah, dude, I'm I'm excited. I'm a little upset that like Charlize Theron isn't doing it again because she yeah. like she made it iconic, really. Um, uh, yeah, I was about to say it's it's a little weird that they, but I, I guess it's a prequel, so they're I guess they're they're casting a little bit like I guess younger. Yeah, or and like, George Miller is like doing it, like he's directing. Yeah, so at least this, I guess thematically, will like you know it'll it'll be in the same vein as what Fury Road was actually, like, accomplishing. Yeah. Um, now, now, is Hemsworth... Is Hemsworth going to be Max, or is he going to no. be some... No, the, 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 again, remember, they only ever met in Fury Road, so, like, 
as far as I know, they haven't really announced who Hemsworth and Yaya are like playing. Just mm. only all we know right now in terms of like casting is that Anya is Furiosa. That's about it. Yeah, because I, I guess like I guess I was just maybe I was wondering like um mm. you know because because it's it's a series right like I guess not every point of it has to really be like a hundred percent focused on uh like Furiosa. Mm-hmm. So like if they were if they were going like you know they wanted to show oh you know the, by the way this is you know in the Mad Max universe so like Max can be around. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, realistically, I guess the Max wasn't really particularly the main character of fury road dude either he, right? he's like for the most part he's not usually the main character like road warrior well, and and fury road both like he's essentially just like a character who steps into another story um i can't really speak for beyond thunderdome because i feel like that one is just like explicitly like mainly max mm-hmm. and yeah the original. But even even uh even kind of like uh road warrior I feel like the focus stays on him for the majority of the film. Like, yeah, you're like, you're hundred percent right. He, he does step into like, you know, um, like someone else's problem. But I think like, like I, I made my memory of uh, road warrior is, you know, is fleeting. Cause it's been a while since I watched it. Um, Same. But I, but I, I, like, I seem to recall, like, I mean, like I, even just like, uh, like from, from like, like uh, a filming standpoint, like the, 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 the perspective never really leaves him, right? Like he's yeah. the one sort of like going out to like, you know, find the solution to the problem. It's, it, it wasn't sort of like um with the way Fury Road is sort of like, is sort of shot. Like, yeah, like it sort of opens with Max and Max gets sort of like involved in the problem, but re- like it, it, it sort of like subtly shifts its perspective to Furiosa and you kind of like figure out that, yeah, oh no, Furiosa is the main character of this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why, like, with this, I'm also of two minds of this, like, whole spinoff existing is that, like, I'm ha- on one hand, I'm super happy for it because Furiosa is an amazing character. But at the oh, same yeah. time, for me, the like, the thing with Max is that it's, again, like I mentioned, it's him just stepping into other stories. And mm-hmm. I don't really feel like I want to dwell back onto another character. Like, again, that isn't him. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But, like, I, at this point, Fury Road is my favorite movie of all time, like, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm I'm leaning more like, towards being happy with, like, another, yeah. fu- like, more Furiosa. Well, wasn't, wasn't Miller working, like, wasn't there a third or another, like, a sequel to Fury, or to Fury Road, like, in the works? There was a lot of things, like, that were going on that wasn't entirely certain. Uh, he got, like, caught up in, like, a whole rights battle with, like, Warner Brothers and all that stuff. Um, but as far as I know right now, mm. it isn't a hundred percent like this isn't a hundred percent greenlit, but he's going forward with this. Mm. Like this is the main thing he's gonna be focusing on, like directing, co-writing, producing. But yeah. Nice. That's, but uh, yeah, that kinda sums up movie news. <laughs> oh, like you know, you know it's it's I just I just had a thought, and I think just because you brought up um that like Fury Road was was your favorite movie. Yeah. Um and I just I just sort of remember like you know, back in in the old days of the office, like the flack I caught for admitting that Tron was my favorite movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you laugh now, <laughs> but this is—I don't think we ever talked about this. But I was so like, You'd... I was so pumped. Like, what was it? Like, maybe like like uh, maybe about a month ago when yeah. Disney announced they're working on the third Tron oh, movie yeah. and Jared Leto signed on to it. Dude, I'm so pumped. Dude, I thought Disney forgot about Tron. I, dude, my whole thing with that was that, like, 
uh, I said that, hey, Tron 3 finally happening, but it starring Jared Leto is like the biggest monkey's paw you could ever give. <laughs> oh, you know what? No, because and this is the thing, too. Um, I don't I don't think they'll get they'll get that far away from it because, you know, like Bruce Boxlin is still alive. So they'll probably get him. I'm sure they'll do like a CGI, like young or younger Tron and like have him do the voice. So like Tron will be there. He'll be he'll probably be like one of the main characters. Um, uh, what's his name from the last one? Who Jared was, Headland uh, or Jeff Bridges? Or yeah, no, Jeff Bridges. Jeff, Jeff Bridges is probably is yeah, he's he's not showing up for this next one. And if he does, it's probably like a as a digital ghost cameo or something. Or something. Um, yeah, uh, Headland. He will probably be like signed back on as like the main character because I guess if this is going to be a true sequel to uh, Legacy, yeah. like he's still around um but like i don't think and i think olivia wilde is like i don't want to do it again well if she doesn't want to do it that's fine um because because my my true hope for like where jared leto is gonna land in this movie is as the antagonist because he was really good as like Mm -hmm. the antagonist in uh blade runner 2049 yeah i know he was good in that movie so like i don't i don't want to get too hung up on the oh you know he was the joker and he sucked like yeah, that's fine, but like you know, he he doesn't always suck. <laughs> but like right. that's like I like I generally don't like Jared Leto in most things. No, so, so it, like Blade Runner was an exception, um, but like for the most part, it's just like I don't really want to see more of him <laughs> in anything. You know what? If he if he sort of brings the same energy that he brought to Blade Runner into this, like in in hopefully an antagonistic role, like I'll I'll be okay with it. Like. Mm-hmm. He 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 proved his he proved his worth to me in that one. Yeah, yeah, I get it. All right, moving on. Now we got Tiff stuff. Sorry, I had to, just had to get that out. Yeah, no, we're a little no, delayed, no. but we're getting a Tiff stuff. God, the <laughs> <a> little. Uh... <laughs> it's not like any of us have stuff to do today. Listen, I am Shack. yeah, <laughs> a computer. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, uh, he, yeah, I'm here to essentially to talk about TIFF 2020. Um, this was a very obviously unique case in the oh, wake of, so, of, yeah. of COVID where they decided to essentially have half a virtual festival and half of it like in actual theaters. Because mm-hmm. I think at that point, like the restrictions had let, uh, like they had loosened up a bit. And so like theaters are still open. Uh, like most of this, as far as I remember, most of the screenings took place at the light box yeah, as opposed to like all over the city. Right. Which makes uh, sense too, right? Like keep it centralized. Exactly. Um, I didn't go to any of those because I don't live downtown and I was not going to risk it. I don't so blame you. I, I literally just caught a couple movies like online through the virtual screenings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So at least the two that I wanted to bring up that I saw, which uh, the first one is... I'll leave, I'll leave the smaller one first, which is a, a mm. film called Achilles Escape. Okay. And that one centered around a four, it, it takes place in two different timelines, but like, it's not a sci-fi story. It's just like in one person's life. It follows this 40 mm. year old drug dealer named Akila. He's preparing to retire from the drug business. Cause like it takes place in Toronto. And so legalization, he's like, you know what? I need to get out of the game. Um, yeah. and he, he's been in the crowd life since like as a teenager, mm-hmm. um, like his dad, his, I think his stepdad or was it his dad? Uh, I, um, no, you're asking the wrong people. I didn't watch uh, Brand, it. Brand, I know Brandon saw it. I think. <laughs> I forget. I know. I just saw it. I, I don't be- remember. Like, 
I've seen I believe so it was his stepdad. Yeah, I think um, that's correct. I think you're right. But uh, yeah, so he, so as Akila is doing like one of his like last drops, he walks into a robbery. Like mm-hmm. the, a bunch of like young gang members, they're stealing like, he, like the the place he's supposed to get his stuff. Um, he manages to subdue one of the criminals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a kid named Shepard. I don't remember what the name of the kid, like the the actor. It's a, like it's a long name. I'll I'll, I'll find it as I talk. Uh, but the the kid Shepard reminds him a lot of him, and I mean that literally in the sense that like this actor who's playing the the young criminal is also playing the young version of Akila because they flash back oh. to like nineties Brooklyn where he mm. grows up. And so as, very cool. So he as he like reminds him of him, he's like, I need to get him out the game because he could tell that like a lot of the stuff that he did as a ch- kid, he's going to go through the same thing and he doesn't want him to go through that. So he's yeah. like, so it, through the course of like this evening, he has to get back the stuff that his crew that the, the kids crew stole and mm-hmm. also try and find a way to get that kid out alive. Oh, damn. So it's it's like stylistically it's a really cool like neo-noir like i love the way the movie looks mm-hmm. um i like the two performances by the by the the, the main characters so the Achilles played by saul williams uh and he does a really really good job as just being this just world weary tired figure but a dude who's like not to be messed with mm-hmm. i thought he was really really good but the mainly for me the kid let me see if, if i can find his name right um it's yeah i'm gonna mess this up it's like thamela Mpumwana or something like that uh it's like i said it's a long name but that kid is really good like in like he manages to make both characters still feel distinct even though thematically they're very similar to each other mm-hmm. yeah but, but is, is it is it like a is it like a true story or is it just like is it pure fiction I believe it's a fictional story. Like, I believe it's a fictional story, but it is just kind of like influenced by like a lot, like a lot of, let me see if I can find this. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I just, cause I was, I was just wondering like, uh, cause you said like it, it takes place in Toronto, right? So it's just yeah, like, like Toronto it's like- 2020 and then uh, New York in like, I believe like 95. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, okay uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think, yeah, it's not inspired by a true story or anything, but it's just, like, a really, like, a really cool idea to do that. Um, yeah. I will I don't say, know why it felt, oh, it go felt ahead. weird to me, like, it just, I don't know, it feels weird to me, like, when you hear something about, like, I guess it just, it makes sense because it's, like, a, it's a Canadian, like, Toronto-based film festival. It's, like, you know, to have a movie that's, like, set in Toronto, it's, like, that's not where the crime happens. <laughs> so, like, it's <laughs> <really cool. laughs> but yeah um like i like those two um and yeah like i said i like the look of it i like the soundtrack that they had of mm-hmm. it like the score is really really cool um but the, the, in terms of the things i didn't really like um i think outside of those two characters a lot of it is just kind of falls back on like the standard crime movie tropes without really doing anything super inventive with it right, right. um the pacing like it's a it's not really that long of a film it's only like 90 minutes but like at the same time, because there isn't, it's not an action heavy movie. In mm. fact, there isn't really much action at all. Um, and I feel like it did kind of need to at least have at least just one of those types of things. Like that is a trope that you usually see in like neo-noir, but like, I feel like it needed a little bit more of like a snappiness to it, to like mm. the immediacy mm. of this whole like one night, everything going wrong type of thing. Like, 
it should have gone yeah. sort of the way of like good time because yeah, good time that. does that type of thing really well where it's just there's not even that much action in it but because there's so much going on and the pacing is so snappy um that it, things just move and you just feel like you're in a stressful situation and i don't i didn't really get it that much here yeah, like if it, if it was going to commit to like, I guess, being like a slower burn, maybe it should have just been like a, a longer, more like, I guess, like thoughtful movie, like, yes. I guess, like more like conversation yeah. heavy. And the other characters, n- not that many of them are all that super interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, like, I, like the, the most dynamic person outside of the two is like in the flashbacks is Akila's dad or stepdad. Um and I think he's interesting, but not enough to be like a standard outside of like the standard like villain. Cause yeah. that yeah, he's essentially a villain. Um there's other like act like other actors in this. There's uh like Colm Fior, who I like a lot as like a character actor. He shows up in this for like five minutes and then goes. Um I mean, why not, really? <laughs> he was great when he was there, but like he wasn't there long enough. But like his character didn't really do all that much aside from be like Aquila's friend. Um, Vic Mensa, who's like a, a popular rapper, I was surprised to see him in this, but he's like the typical like informant or like this guy who got the ear to the streets. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, he's there for like five, ten minutes. Mm. But uh over like I did like it overall. It just yeah. I, like it could have been so much like stronger, but mm-hmm. I do like how like I do like it overall, but just I wish it could have been stronger. I get you. Yeah. I understand that at one hundred percent. Mm-hmm. and then uh what was the other thing i saw oh the other thing i saw was one of the 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 big ones the more anticipated ones which is concrete yeah. cowboy which um yeah it, it's, a, it's a very interesting flick actually um so that one starred aegis elba and kayla mclaughlin aka the black friend from stranger things oh yeah um oh yeah <laughs> literally yeah. i don't watch stranger things so i don't know how he is in the show so yeah. all i know him is as yeah he's the one black guy he's the one black kid. he's all right he's, yeah he's, he's got that there. he's got that like it's like you know because it's like it's hard to gauge because like in at least in stranger things like they're all like kids mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. they're, they're like they're you know they're, they're 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 they do a really good job of like acting like kids but like kids who are kind of like thrown into this like serious situation so they have to sort of deal with it mm-hmm. but you know it, it's almost like he i think um uh like he he brings a lot in uh in the way that like and um i don't want to sound like i don't want to sound like like offensive so like, <laughs> okay tread, tread lightly bit, okay but like you know it's it's almost like it's it's kind of leaning into that like 80s trope of like you know the cool black guy you know what yeah. i mean so like he you know you like a lot of his like reactions like he tries to be like you know and it's it it's it's played for comedy that he's kind of like he's kind of like the smooth guy and you know right. and like mm-hmm but he is he is really good like he's generally generally he's pretty funny and even like in like in in a lot of the scenes where like things start to get serious and like and like like creepy weird stuff starts happening he like mostly reacts to it in like a like like almost almost like a like a like a like a young eddie murphy kind of way where he's okay. just like what the okay. fuck like he's not yeah. like he's not like the other kids who are really like kind of like either like being scared by it or like you know trying to be like that like you know because you have the character um 
of uh, uh, of Steve, Steve Harrington, who's like, you know, he obviously he's he's like a teenager, right? But he's approaching all these these situations in this like '80s trope kind of way, where he's just like this badass who's just like yeah. not phased by it. He's just going for it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it's, so uh, Concrete Cowboy. It's yeah, Caleb McLaughlin. He is playing like the main character Cole, who is yeah. essentially like a bad kid. Like all he does is just start fights over and over mm-hmm. again in different schools. Like he's gotten expelled from who knows how many schools but like the way the movie starts is that he's getting expelled right then and there um mm-hmm. and I'm so gonna his say, mo- i'm gonna i'm gonna say one thing though Shaq. i mean i don't know like they set the they set the set stage up they've said it like this is his last chance and he's kind of this is he's messed up one too many times but i didn't you got the sense that his mother was really stressed out couldn't deal with it but you mm-hmm. i don't really know if it's set up how far gone in this kid is it's more of just it's just another one of his like exploits and i don't know if it actually set the tone mm-hmm. enough for how pushed too far as pa- his parents were and i don't i didn't feel that but it's hard to say what do you think jack um yeah um i i do agree with that um yeah they never really get like the sense of how much but because it's it's the fact that it it keeps happening and that like you could tell that the mom is at the end of her rope that she's just like i've tried so many different things um and so yeah her last like her last move that she could think of is just essentially shipping him off from detroit where they use like where they live in to move him to north philadelphia where to live with his father which is Hark, played by Idris Elba. Um, and Hark is the whole leader of like this group of urban cowboys, which I didn't know was an actual thing. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because it's such a fascinating story when you f- find out about it, because it's just like black cowboys have been like, a, even in Westerns, because like, I remember reading this somewhere that like, I think at least over 25% of like cowboys during the time were yeah. black. And you don't see those in like Westerns or anything at all so it just kind of feels like an erased part of history that just kind of gets brought back to life um and is it pittsburgh right yeah uh philadelphia philadelphia that's it yeah um and hark himself like as a character he is like he's cool like he's friendly with all these people like he takes Mm. care of his horses not a good father not no (laughs) i mean Okay, I do think I want to mention one more thing here before we go any further. Is yeah. the move the way this movie was marketed? It was mm-hmm. really marketed as a uh, Idris Elba star vehicle. Yeah, and it's, it's not that. It's not that at all. It's a this is a full on like a coming of age story. It is. And so I'm like, who is this guy? Is this Idris Elba before he gets old? Nope, nope. Okay, no, I can see what's going on here. And I just I didn't. It took me a bit to figure out because the marketing is so heavily focused on Idris Elba mm-hmm. that you don't see the complexity of what this movie really is yeah i i i very much agree with that although i haven't seen that well actually the marketing has essentially just been yeah that picture of aegis on a horse <laughs> going like looking all cool and everything <laughs> so it's like, but, i'm I, looking at it right now and mm-hmm. i can't stop yeah. looking at it <laughs> dude, that's what I mean. he is very regal dude he looks so cool on that horse oh um, yeah but uh, yeah, obviously, there's not a really good relationship to start off with because no. he was never there to, to begin with. Even when they like start talking, immediately Aegis is in like a position of authority. Was like, do this, do this, don't do this. Yeah. Um, you're gonna live in the living room with a horse. Like, I don't it, have a bed really for weird. you. 
it's like it's worrying on like yo we need to call like child services on this boy on this man (laughs) (laughs) but um eventually cole does like learn like the cowboy lifestyle like he like works in the stables and just essentially tries to be a better person um almost by force yeah. Uh, and then, but at the same time, he also meets up with his friend. Uh, like, I think I don't know if it's a friend or a family member. It, um, I think it's I think it's like a it's um, family friend or like someone that used to be associated with him. I don't know yeah. if they say it's like related. Mm-hmm. But yeah, essentially a family friend, Smush, played by Jarrell Jerome, who we've seen in uh, Moonlight and uh, When mm-hmm. They See Us at like Central Park Five. Yeah. Uh, uh, Netflix series, and he's really good in this as well. Um, he manages to make the most. <laughs> he, yeah, every, yeah, everyone, all these performances are really good. Uh, the people who want to shine the most though were the like cowboys themselves, mm-hmm. because like the group outside of Aegis Elba, like the rest of the other cast are like actual urban cowboys. Like during yeah. the credits, they show them like like each of their actual characters and like what they actually do, and it's such a fascinating thing, especially during the scenes where they're just sitting down and just talking about like just cowboys either in the past or just like how they lived their lives or how they became urban cowboys. Like one of them, uh, this actor, I don't remember the actor's name, but the character's name is Paris. Who's like, uh, the one who's like disabled, like in a wheelchair. And his story is so like legitimately like moving that I was like, man, this is, this is the best part of the movie right here. Like just hearing about these guys. And you kind of feel upset that it has to go back to the coming of age story because their stories are so interesting. But hmm. yeah, th- those parts are really good. It's just, again, like with Akilah's Escape, the, the parts that were kind of lessened for me were the parts that it had to go back to like this traditional narrative of the coming of age story. Like obviously yeah. because each Selba doesn't approve of, like he's like, I don't want you going in the streets and Jarell is like, no, you need to help me run these streets. Obviously, there's going to be a big collision course at some point. And when it happens, it's just kind of like, yeah, I, I figured as much. Like, they did the best that they can, but, like, it's not really super, super great. Um, mm-hmm. There's a plot line involving, like, the horses being taken by the city that gets kind of forgotten for the most part that I didn't really yeah. like. Outside of Method Man, because, yeah, Method Man's also in this playing, like, a sheriff. Just adding on to like the Western tropes, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I did like. But like, he was good in it, but he's also not in it enough. But like that whole subplot was just kind of forgotten. Um, it just needed like an emotional climax that I didn't really feel was satisfying enough. Uh, but for the most part, I did really like it. Like this movie, I liked it a lot more than I liked it a lot more than uh, Aquila's Escape, and I just really liked it in its own right. Um, I realized it's this is actually a directorial debut by this dude. Um, uh, Ricky Shuck, uh, Ricky Stop. That's it, Ricky Stop. And so I'm mm. very much excited to see what he does next after this. Right. I have. To, I mean, yeah. I yeah. I think everyone really did really well, and I, just the fact that didn't they actually use some of the people that are urban cowboys as some of the extras in this movie? They did. Yeah. Like as extras and as actual characters, like the 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 crew. Yeah. I think that that was such a brilliant idea because they actually everyone looked like they knew what they were doing. It didn't feel like this is an actor kind of sitting on a horse as other people kind of body double them or things like that. It felt yeah, very no, it, natural. It, it feel, yeah, it feels very grounded in reality. Yeah. But no, uh, I, but, I really liked it. And those are the, those are the, like the two things I saw. Um, I wanted to see more, but just either busy or just like the weird thing with 
tipping online is that some they had sold out screenings for virtual screenings, which yeah. didn't really make all that much sense to me. It was very odd because even the way that the virtual screenings were like, be there at this time to watch something on the internet. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. That's weird. Yeah, it's like, if I'm watching something like online, it's on my own time. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's very weird that they kind of did it like that, where you it felt like, oh, I'm going to be watching with other people, but there was no like chat solution or something like that, just so you could feel like you're with other people. It just was like, okay, the, the link goes live here and it goes dead this time. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, it, it was also like a super short window. <laughs> it was weird. Like you missed it, you're like, okay, it's gone. Mm-hmm. So like, I know <laughs> that the, the one thing that I missed that I wanted, the, actually, no, there were two things. Uh, mm-hmm. The first thing was One Night in Miami, because that seemed really, really cool with like uh, One Night Miami is like a night where Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke and Jim Brown are just kind of like talking like about just like civil rights, their own lives and stuff like that. And also because it's directed by Regina King, who right. also has been killing it everywhere. Um, yeah. And I wanted to see it, but I never got a chance to. And then the other thing right. was like the big people's, I think it was the people's choice winner. Uh, Nomadland with Frances McDormand, which is about oh, yeah. essentially, yeah, which is about nomads, it, like mm-hmm. her just kind of just traveling across America, and I really wanted to see it because I heard it. I heard it was great from everyone who did see it, and obviously won right. the People's Choice Award. Um, but yeah, I haven't gotten the. Ch- I missed out on that one as well. Uh, uh, did, was- Brandon, did you get a chance to see it at all? Or I didn't. I, I was very limited at what I saw. I did see one second. I'm just going to pull up my list, and I'll say what I've seen, and you guys can say what you want you to talk about. Gotcha. I mean, the one thing I the one thing I wanted to see was um, Wolf Walkers, but yes, uh, for I some reason, about, I want to talk about Wolf Walkers because that was just yes. fantastic. Wait, what uh, is Wolf- Wolf- I have no idea. Wait, what's Wolf Walkers? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, I didn't. I missed out on Wolf Walkers. What was it? It, it was, was um yeah you oh go ahead Brent, i'll let you explain it okay well you know uh, i didn't get to watch it because the link you sent me it, it didn't have it on it i don't know if it was a timed uh, thing or no it's in the private section but that that's fine that's totally fine it was it is okay. uh, I'll, I'll guide you through it later it's fine okay off air <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> i don't want to be telling how we're all like press links like, are on a podcast yeah. that's really weird don't 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 leak the secrets <laughs> uh but Wolfwalkers, is, did you ever see Secret of Kells or, um, oh, what other one thing? I'm going to go in. I didn't see Secret of Kells, but I remember yeah. I wanted to see it. Oh, or what was the other one? They, they, Song they, of the they, Sea and, uh, or Breadwinners. Yes. Or Breadwinner. Sorry. Yeah, so it's, it's out of uh, Cartoon Saloon out of um, Ireland, and they are just a fantastic studio. They got to bring myth to life, kind of living tapestry type uh, animation. So very simple. Mm-hmm. You see all the lines, you see the rough outlines it all it feels very handmade well, it doesn't it doesn't feel computer generated at all it and, and <laughs> it's uh and interestingly too um because i mentioned this to uh to brendan uh just like over slack uh that um my my girlfriend has been um like kind of just like studying like like celtic history and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, and she's she's very like interested in like in um in like that in the history and the mythology of it so uh, because like i wanted to show her wolf walkers uh, on the weekend um but like because the, obviously you know the link wasn't working and yeah. so instead i showed her song of the sea and one of the things that she said was that like she's like you know you know how like when you watch something like based on sort of like where it's made like you can yeah, tell yeah. like with certain animations things yes. are like very like very authentically like you know like like indigenous or like you know um 
uh, I'm, I'm just blanking on like locations now, <laughs> but like, <laughs> so like, so one of the things she said was that like, just like wa- even watching Song of the Sea, like mm. that she said it, you could tell it was very like based in like, you know, like Celtic, um, like mythology and Celtic like designs, like the way things are, like the way lines are sort of like swirled and the way like designs are sort of like are, are, are sketched out. Like mm-hmm. you can tell it's very, um, true to like what it's like the story it's telling right no, and, true, I think, true, true. and wolf walkers i think was very much a celtic story it felt like a celtic story they, they had like a cast that was all from the region uh sean beans in it because of course he is uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but really it, it felt a product of the region and it it worked that way i think the animation was stunning the story was mature but not unfriendly to children. And I think that was a good okay. separation. So like a, a kid could watch it and enjoy it, but an adult could watch it and say, okay, this isn't pandering to anyone. It isn't, it isn't showing pop culture memes about Fortnite. This is just mm-hmm. a story. <laughs> it, feels very much, it feels very much like animation from the 90s. That kind of, it, it was that story. It wasn't trying to pander to every age group and every demographic. It was that. Okay, okay. That really worked. Um, I think these, the characters felt fully fleshed out. No one was evil. <clears throat> they were very. They were the villain, and they had they had their own internal reasons for being the villain. And the good people or the people that your protagonist never felt pure. They felt they're doing what's right for their side. So it it gave you nuance. It had shades of gray in it. Even the even the, the main character, you never feel that she is purely good or purely you know gray it's just she's doing what she thinks is right and sometimes mm-hmm. that's good sometimes that's bad it's sometimes people are against her and some people's for so i think that really worked it had complexity that you don't see in modern animation it's either the main characters the best person ever or they're the anti-hero or etc they never just feel like people they're cartoonishly evil yeah mm-hmm. exactly and well and and and, and that was one of the interesting things that um when when i was when i was looking over um your review of wolf walkers yeah. too you mentioned like it felt very um like ghibli-esque and that's sort of like because that's another thing that like my girlfriend has never watched any of the ghibli movies so we were just yeah. like slowly like going through every single one and that's like one of the things that she noticed in that too is that like they really don't have like any real concrete villains there's no like yeah. here's the good guy mm-hmm. here's the bad guy every character is like deep down is is generally good but they're complex they or they're or they're maybe a little bit like um like like compromised in a way but it doesn't take a lot to sort of like show that you know they also have a certain degree of humanity behind them as well and whatever their ethos is like if it's driving them towards sort of like i guess a negative path like that's 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 up there and it's understandable and I think that's that's really kind of what's working with this. It did feel like it, it's giving enough nuance, enough character to make you 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 connect to the, the universe, and that really worked for me. Uh, especially compared to many other modern movies, modern animation movies that d- you do kind of the DreamWorks, where they're like half of it's pop culture references, half of it's just nonsense, and the other half is just fun. Yeah, uh, and I feel that this actually felt like a movie this was a a movie in itself something that i think we've lost in recent years okay okay i got did i gotta check this out then 
Yeah, the other one I want to talk about quickly is just Shadow in the Cloud, the the Chloe Grace Moretz movie. Yes, which I I was looking forward to it, and then I heard someone was involved in it, and I was like, yeah, yeah let oh, me yeah. not. Max Landis wrote the original script or yeah. worked in the original script, and they're like, what if he's gross and we just take his name off it? It'll be fine, right? No, uh, no, <laughs> no. That's not how it works. It it still felt like his movie. Like there's some. There's some weird, there's a gratuitous like breastfeeding scene that I'm like, that that's, doesn't need to be there. Okay, cool. Oh, God. That's in there. And then there's like, at one point, she's climbing and carrying a baby on the upside down of a wing, like a, of a plane with one arm as she's holding a baby. I'm like, that doesn't, that's not how anything works. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, that's not how anything works. <laughs> like, I mean, she's, she's like fit in this movie, but she's not jacked enough to hold herself up with her arms under a plane as it's flying and hold things and do maneuvers. No one's that, no one's that jacked. I'm, I'm sorry. John mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Van Damme would have problems with doing this. Um, <laughs> But there's another scene when, like, five seconds after the scene I described, where she's falling out of the plane, a plane under her explodes and throws her back into the plane, and she's fine. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> okay, she is, uh, she's falling out of uh, the, the big flying fortress she's in. She's falling to her death. A Japanese Zero explodes under her. The explosion throws her back into the plane. And she's fine. Is this a real movie with real yeah. people, or is this <laughs> a real like, movie with real people? Like the unofficial fan-made Uncharted movie? No, nope, this is a real movie. This, 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 this. <laughs> the, the the thing that goes in my mind when you say that is that like I want them to have like the Sonic the Hedgehog effect when you hit a spring. <laughs> I I almost feel like even Sonic the Hedgehog is more grounded in feasible reality than this. <laughs> It it, 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 my problem with it is simple. It, it tries to do so much with the kind of the world and kind of paint this woman as a badass and she's all this exciting thing. But everyone else is cartoon or cartoons of what men are, like grossly bad cartoons, what men are, so much so that they can spout sexism or spout racial epithets or just, you know, be gross. And that's, Yeesh, that's, that's all they got. That's all we got. And then there's one character that's not horrible, but he's, you know, you'll find out later, but I'm not going to spoil it. But yeah, sure, he's there. Uh, and then everyone else is just kind of, they exist. And that's is there fine. Anything, is there anything good in this movie? I mean, the monster design was cool, I guess. I, I mean, I did like, okay, I'm going to stop right there. The first like 30 minutes is just like a one woman show of her in a, cock, in a kind of gunning turret. Yeah. That works. Okay. That, okay. When it's just her kind of, you, you ever seen um the the Twilight Zone with uh what's it called? A Terry uh, Terra like yeah. thirty thousand feet or whatever. Yeah, yes, it's that, but she's alone and it works. You, can, okay. you don't know okay. if she, it, it's really happening. You, is she kind of just going crazy? You're not sure. Uh, but th then it just says, "What if that doesn't matter?" And she's a superhero, and then it's dumb. Yikes. <laughs> I, I, I want to mention one other film only because I was torn and I don't like it, but I feel that it's not as bad as I think. 
Okay. And that was a uh, good Joe Bell, which is that um, uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg walking across the country because his son was gay and killed himself. Movie. What? Yes. <laughs> That took a, yep. a sharp left turn. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do mean, with Mark Wahlberg, you're, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, no, the problem is, I, I see what, why they chose Mark Wahlberg, because Mark Wahlberg has a history of being not really LGBTQ friendly as an actor. There's a, whole, there's a whole section of Wikipedia that's just like detailing his hate crimes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not Jesus. great. Oh, no, it's, it's not great. Like, that's why he went to jail that first yeah. time. So that's... That's great. Um, but yeah, but he kind of plays this Southern dad that knows that he's kind of at fault for his son's suicide, but not saying so and kind of coming to terms with that and kind of just being a kind of a dick, but also kind of walking across the country to show that he wants to stop bullying kind of generically. Yeah. Is this like... Is this like his attempt at like, hey guys, I'm sorry, but here's the, I, I, the movie of it? Well, I think it's more of, it's, my thinking is, because it's done by the same people that did Brokeback Mountain, so it does have some cred behind it. Mm -hmm. um, or the people behind Brokeback Mountain, I should say. Uh, but the problem with it is, uh, it's trying, it's, it's not, it's talking to people that might have gay kids that are in the South that do have that kind of, that bias, and it's trying to say, yo, Maybe you shouldn't hate your son or daughter. And that's neat, but also kind of misses the tone because Mark Wahlberg, you never really like him. And that's probably what it's meant to do. But yeah. you also spend a lot of time with him. So mm -hmm. much so that I'm like, I don't I don't want to see him anymore because he sucks. Yeah. But so the like character even... that plays the son, fantastic actor. Uh, runaway performance out of TIFF was this actor, and I'm going to pull his name, uh, Reed Miller. Okay. Great actor. That worked for me. That really kind of cemented why this movie's worth watching. But then there's Mark Wahlberg being Mark Wahlberg, and I could have literally had anyone else in that role, and it would have been better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's kind of, Put Sean kind Bean of in bad. There. Yeah, literally Jordan would have done better, because he... <laughs> I mean... You know, I'm not gonna I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like to compare myself to Mark Wahlberg. On I mean, that's fair. But really. you know, but, but yeah. you, know, I, I, you know, I could have been in Transformers and I would have been fine. <laughs> Cracked that that friggin' uh, that the Bud Budweiser tall <laughs> yeah. can on my head and <laughs> yeah. Uh, the problem is, he is not an actor with range, and this role needed range. But he yeah. doesn't really deliver that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he pulls forward the kind of hateful dad that says he's not hateful, but you, you clearly see he's being a dick. So he does that, uh, but he never feels like he grows. He just kind of people around him are like, yeah, you have some good points. I'm going to mm -hmm. be better than my son. I'm like, but his points are dumb. He doesn't feel like he believes them at all. Yeah, and I feel like that's like the the, the sort of the dangerous part of a of a movie like this. Like, even though seemingly it's like its heart is in the right place, I mean, um, I feel like the, the, there's cred behind it that does want this yeah, matter. Exactly, but but at, at the same time, it's like it 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 runs the risk because the main character yeah. isn't really like I guess like showing any signs of growth or like it's very like 
um, it's it, it just sort of like almost like reinforces ideas that you already have. So even if you have yeah. people who are like, oh, you know, I'm not a, a homophobic, my neighbor's gay, and I'm yeah. perfectly fine with it. It's just like, yeah, but it's just like you're not. It is yeah. the way that you're going about it, saying it. Like you know, just just because you know a gay person doesn't mean that you're like okay with it. So like you know. To, to, to see that reflected on a big screen by a big actor like Mark Wahlberg, who people yeah. are going to like pay attention to when he's on screen. Like, I don't know. It seems, it seems very dicey to me. I mean, I know me. the, the, heart, the heart is in the right place. <laughs> the, the, the team behind it know what they're doing. They did bring Brookback Mountain to the screen. So they know this subject matter, but Mark Wahlberg's known for going on a rant and how he thought that movie was gross. So there's that. That's not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I just, I want to, I want to call it out because it's one of the ones that are really kind of getting a lot of buzz out of the festival and it's not great. I, I, I just don't, I don't see it. I see, as I said, Reed Miller, uh, the, the person that plays the son, the young actor, uh, great, great job. Uh, just, I wish it was with a better lead just to make this work, movie work for me. That's a shame, honestly. Yeah, it is. Because at, I, I don't... At I, any maybe point, I, I, does it Mark Wahlberg say, like... Oh, no, <laughs> you know what? Mother no, no, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, I was going to make a joke, but it, it, it doesn't work now because I was getting the two uh, uh, movies confused. Mm-hmm. I was uh, thinking about... Um, I was just happening? thinking about that. No, the, the 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 last one we were talking about, the up in the clouds or whatever oh, yeah. the hell it's called. Yeah. With uh because I was thinking about Max Landis and I was like, does at any point does he say something like, Hey, fairy lies don't man a kid? Like Oh my god. Dude, <laughs> oh god, man. no. But it, oh but god, no. Different Ooh. writers. I got I got really mixed up there for a he second. Did. Um <laughs> You know something Ooh. both are bad. Um yeah. also he's a really gross yeah. beard that he should shave. Just <laughs> <laughs> throw that out there. Maybe yeah, he's, the, he's not. He's the kind of guy who just who can't really grow a complete beard. No, it's gonna look patchy. I'm beard in the podcast channel. I'm just gonna throw this in here just so you guys can see just just what, what we're talking about here with this beard. Just so you can mm-hmm. wrap up with. This I mean, beard. just like do it, do it with like makeup. If you can't, if you got a guy who can't grow a beard, like oh, it's okay. Yeah. We don't need we don't need authenticity. <laughs> It, so look, it looks looks bad. <laughs> it's, no, yeah, no, it's terrible. Yes, it's you're right. Good. I could have done a better job of this because I could at least grow a full beard. It yeah. looks like it's like halfway to the mutton chops. Like it's and then he doesn't like it's really patchy, but it looks just kind of dangly and gross. It was, it was distracting. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I gotta go ahead and say it. If you can't, if you if your lead actor can't grow a beard, just just do it with uh, with prosthetics. It's like or anything pretty, else. yeah, pretty far a long way in. Uh, in beard technology, get a CG beard. I mean, yeah, <laughs> anything would have been better. Call up Mark okay, Henry Cavill; he'll tell you how it's done. Mm-hmm. Oh, either way, uh, I do want to mention one last film because just because this is the first time we're going to talk about Tiff, and it's the last. Um, yeah, uh, I just want to mention one last film, and that is a holler. One second, I'm just going to double check I got that said right because mm-hmm. I am horrible at naming things, and I've, as we've discovered, uh, holler H O L L E R. Yeah, um, like holla at your boy. Yeah, that mm. movie was fun. Um, again, I think it was overhyped. I feel that it it kind of has that winter's bone feel with it, which you kind of have down and dirty, like middle class people trying to uh, go past their situation. 
uh, kind of working in scrap metal rather than I forget meth. I think Winter's Bone was meth. Yes, uh, I believe. But yeah, like illegal scrap metal, and she's and the, the young woman uh, played by uh, Jessica Barber, known for I am on IBMB because that is good radio. Um, <laughs> Lobster, <laughs> Hannah, like numerous movies. Um, oh, Lobster was a weird movie. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, also, the end of the effing world. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, I yeah. know who she is now. Yeah. yeah. A redhead woman. Uh, she did great job. I mean, the problem I had with this movie was she played the blank slate, I'm kind of just worn out and don't like my life role well, but that also meant that she was kind of a blank slate and wasn't that engaging. Mm -hmm. That was not great. Yeah. Uh, but it, it had kind of a um, nine, uh, eight mile vibe to it. We had that kind of, really had that, kind of, you, you felt the connection to the working class but it also had that feeling of this was written by people that don't really understand the working class and just kind of assume this is how they work. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have okay. kind of like, yeah, I see that. Yeah, we're they, almost like sort of looking down on it. <laughs> yeah, like they steal scrap metal to get by. They they steal to go to school. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, it's like you know, it, it's it's like sure, but you know maybe examine why those are yeah. problems that exist <laughs> like sure yeah. no one likes the concept of stealing but it's like when you when you sort of have to to put yourself through school like maybe there's some systemic issues you could be exploring here oh, in your movie about the and downtrodden <laughs> and even the ending of the movie is more of just like you should get away she's like i'm gonna get away now and then she gets away <laughs> done because <laughs> I mean, like, it's I mean, just like, that easy <laughs> but I mean, she, i'm thinking like she still doesn't have the money she just kind of left the list of stealing brendan, metal i'm like okay brendan she found a way okay that's the american dream you just you find a way yeah but, i mean <laughs> I, I liked how it was set up i liked the, the the characters were strong i just feel the script needed like one more pass to kind of get it over that line to kind of make it so you can connect to the characters beyond just they're poor they steal metal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the scrap, the scrap salvagers that sell the scrap yards. I'm like, okay. They, but she knows math because she's looking at these charts at one point. She's like, those numbers are wrong. I'm like, okay, cool. She knows math. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's that goodwill hunting, you know, that, she's that is a point, different. There's a point in the movie where a teacher's like, She's like, I want to, I want to go to Stanford or something like that. I forget what what school it is. And they're like, Oh, yeah, I, I could sign this for you. But also, have you ever thought of just going to a trade school and just not bothering with this? You could be a good secretary. I'm like, I mean, that's a conversation a teacher might have. But if she's one of your best students, I feel you'd have somewhat better. Yeah, like encourage it, right? Yeah, like, it was like, I don't know. you know, you're not going to succeed. You're poor, so you might as well not bother with school. Just go to, mm -hmm. like, become a secretary. That's kind of okay. Like, I mean, there are teachers that are that bad. But also, it's been proven she's an amazing student. She's doing homework for other people. That's how good she is. And they're just kind of like, yeah. I mean, scholarships exist. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, it, like, it, it, it feels, it sounds to me a lot like, um, like that thing where, yeah, like, it's just like, it's, it's, the 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 lower class perspective from people yeah. who aren't lower class because like right. yeah sure like you know you you can you can argue that like um even despite like despite high academics like your like your your economic status 
puts yeah. you at a at a disadvantage for like your you know advancement in oh, without life. question. But mm-hmm. if you're going to explore that idea, like you can't just be like, oh well, you're poor, so you're not you're you're never gonna get there, so don't even try. It's just like yeah. no, there's like there's a bigger conversation to be had that you could potentially be like exploring these ideas in your movie and actually making a point about exactly and i think they had the chance to do that and they got almost to the finish line they just didn't push it over that edge and i feel that makes it less strong but speaking of uh speaking of getting to the finish line but i want to mention one last thing see walkers the rest don't matter (laughs) yes yeah yeah. (laughs) that's that's the that's the message here (laughs) (laughs) well uh that about does it for us so thank you once again for listening to the pixels and ink podcast um if you want to check out anything that we talked about on on the podcast today you can find uh written articles on cgmagonline.com um you can check out this podcast on uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify and some other areas to f- listen to podcasts. I'm not 100% sure because there are so many. Um, mm. Brendan, where else are they? Uh, uh, Spotify. Oh, I think it's on It's on everything now. Google, Cl- uh, Google uh, Podcasts, uh, everything. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, if you want to check out more from me, you can find me on Twitter at ninja jordan underscore and you can find me on youtube at ninja reviews brendan where can we find you a beef fry 26 on On like all platforms literally everything that's the the instagram and the instagram the the, the, the twitters um, yep literally everything yeah (laughs) if you can find it i will be there yeah <laughs> jack where can we find you uh you can find me on all social medias at shack excellence that's s-h-a-k excellence that's twitter instagram facebook uh twitch uh even tiktok actually really? <laughs> Look, i don't do i don't do no dances D- i will oh, not do it you gotta do the dances absolutely not not ever that's what everyone gets famous on tiktok i will make a follow without making doing a single damn dance <laughs> on that, <laughs> on that stupid app um but oh. yeah uh i do that uh, I have a uh, my own podcast where I talk about director video films, uh, sequels. It's sequels with an extra E, so that's S-E-E-Q-U-E-L-S. And you can find that also anywhere podcasts. Anywhere you can find this, you could probably find sequels over there too. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. Um, stay safe. Stay inside. Wear a mask. I cannot stress that enough. And listen to great podcasts by great people. That's a good uh, message there. Thank you.